1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And for those of you that know that we have joined the live video world this year with Facebook Live, Facebook.com. Backslash Live Now DT. Thank you to everybody that's watching this morning. You are amazing watching every single day. And we continue to push the envelope with this, with the video, with having the Charneys as our live studio partner, Charneys on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York for menswear and tuxedos, so much more. Literally anything you need as a man is there. And then we started doing our sidebar here where you have all of our topics from the top all the way down going in order of what we have coming up on the show. And of course, our ticker that's been here with us. So we continue to raise the bar, push that envelope and make this Something truly special, exciting to watch and listen to every single opportunity that we get on the air. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And like I said, you're tuning in live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Facebook.com/backslash/liveNowDT and on mixlr.com/backslash/ wakeUpCallDT. And then you can always search the audio files by searching "Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora" on Mixlr's archive feed because they have an archive and the live feed that you're listening to. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, and the RSS feed. You can also ask that wonderful Alexa to play Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and she will do that for you as well. So, With that being said, we continue our week to kickoff here with Cole Murphy, and very excited to have Cole on to the show today, coming to us from California, and very much appreciate his time and being a part of the show. He was with us recently here speaking on his career, and now he's here with us on week to kickoff to speak on this Syracuse team, and there's no better way to kick off the season than with a kicker that had so much success at Syracuse. Mr. Cole Murphy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. And and Cole, you know, just kind of first and foremost, catch us up. I know that you had an opportunity out there with the Arizona Cardinals and whatnot, and you did a combine after that and, and, have, and are working from here to, you know, find a, a place and, you know, a fit and whatnot. Just how things have been going in the world of the NFL and, and football and, and just catching us up on what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did really well this, this off season. I was with uh, the AAF for a little bit, and then uh, when that league fell apart, um, I ended up going to another combine run by Gary Zahner. Um, won the whole thing, and then the day after, I got signed by the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, yeah, so I was there for a few months. I was training against things Dallas, and you know, he and I looked both really solid. Uh, I got released because of some roster restrictions. Um, they needed some extra offensive linemen, and He's usually the first guy that goes back a so So, um, Yeah, so I, since then I've just been kind of training. Um, I've been driving down from L.A. to Carlsbad, which uh, is about a two-hour drive roughly. Um, I'm actually on my way down there right now to get some training in with uh, John Carney, who uh, is one of the best kickers in the history of the NFL. Uh, he's number
1: five all-time in points scored for any player. Um, so, yeah, I've just been, been working like crazy, uh, training to try to try to find my next team. So, you know, for you, like you said, winning that combine, getting the opportunity with the Arizona Cardinals, and now training with John Carney, who I remember uh, very, very well growing up. And, you know, it's, uh, I kind of got spoiled in, in seeing the kickers that, you know, I had as I grew up and watched the NFL and whatnot. So, you know, just what you can say about this whole road what did the Arizona Cardinals opportunity teach you, kind of, first and foremost?
0: Uh, well, it, it kind of, uh, let me test the waters a little bit and kind of just see what the NFL was like. Um, luckily because I had that experience day beforehand, it was actually a little bit more chaotic than Arizona. Um, so going in there, I, I, was a little bit more prepared than I thought I was going to be. Um, it was a fantastic opportunity to get out there and really just kind of see what the NFL is like, see how all the scheduling goes. Um, thankfully, you know, Zing's also a fantastic guy. I was kind of worried. Um, cause John had told me, he's like, Hey, you know, when you go into these camps and you're a rookie, you know, they, they kind of treat you like crap. Um, so be prepared for it and, and, you know, just be aware that you're going to be the bottom guy on the totem pole and you're going to have to do all the work. You're going to have to be the guy that carries up the ball bag. You're going to have to do all this other stuff. Um, but when I got there, you know, Zane and Aaron Brewer and Andy Lee, who are all the specialists there, were just amazing. They were really great. And the entire time they said, Hey, a great Us, we'll show you the entire way how this how this all goes. Um, you know, we're all equals here. We're not. We're not here to make you do all the all the hard extra work just because you're the new guy. Um, so it was it was a great opportunity just to to kind of work my way in through the door and see what it's like. Um, and yeah, now I mean, whatever team I'm with next, now I feel like I'm really prepared. And I feel like I'm going to know exactly what to do when
1: I get there. So you know, having that better experience and, and having that piece of it and whatnot and and being able to get that, you know, out, get that kind of, you know, under your belt and whatnot, what can you say about Arizona? You know, I know you got to spend a little bit of time there, but there's so much around this Arizona team now because they got rid of Rosen without really trying him out that much. They they brought in a guy like Kyler Murray. You know, obviously they have the talent of David Johnson. They brought in uh, one of, one of the former XU guys that, you know, obviously uh, we appreciate in Dante Strickland. So, I mean, there's, there's been, there's some Syracuse flavor there. Obviously there's the veteran status of Larry Fitzgerald. There's the media frenzy around Kyler Murray. So what was Arizona like?
0: I, quite honestly, I loved it there. Um, Phoenix is a great town and I think they, they really support the team. Um, The team quite honestly looks fantastic too. Uh, You know, obviously that was the only team I've been with in the NFL, but i what I saw, they looked fantastic. I mean, it didn't really look like they were in any turmoil. They didn't look like they were, you know, the team that did the worst in the NFL this last year. They looked really solid, and they looked like they knew what they were doing. Coach um, Kingsbury, really, he, he has a, a good grip on what he wants to do, and I think Kyler Murray is going to be a fantastic quarterback for them. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of the issues with him being undersized and all that other stuff, but, I mean, his athletic ability, in my opinion, makes up for it, and...
1: Absolutely, and, and I'm excited to see what they can do, and, and I'm excited for that insight because I think that that's one of the teams that you know people really want to know about and are kind of circling right now is that Arizona team and what they can be. As we speak here with Cole Murphy on our official Week 2 kickoff, we have our former Syracuse kicker Cole Murphy on the broadcast with Syracuse's first game coming up this Saturday, August 31st at 6 p.m. at Liberty. Uh, we have uh, another fellow... Kicker here—that's—that's that's written into the show. And uh, Eric said Cole has an NFL quality leg. I know things didn't work out with Arizona. Is there any consideration for the XFL or the CFL until the next NFL opportunity pre- presents himself? He had that question for you today.
0: Uh, there absolutely is. Uh, I think those are two great leagues that you know—they're—they're they're a great gateway to get into the NFL. Um, I think the XFL is going to be more of a viable option. Because in Canada, there's a couple couple few restrictions. Um, one of them being, you know, you need to have a certain percentage of your team has to be Canadian. So I would have to do kicking and punting, which I can do. It's just I would rather stick to, you know, my strong suit than having to work on both. Um, and quite honestly, when you convert the pay from Canadian currency to dollars, if you're making the minimum, it's not very much. Um, whereas the XFL, at least you're making double. And uh, you know, I'm on top of that. You know, you're in the USA. You can you can be you know, if I I have a week off, I can go home and I can hang out with my family in LA. Or you know, it's it's a little bit of a better situation in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But I think it's they're both great opportunities. Um. And you know, I'm open to every single option. Uh. Obviously, the the end game is the NFL. But I'll take anything I can get at this point, especially because you know I've been out for
1: a year and I'm trying to just won't work my way in, you know? No, absolutely. And you know, the, the XFL, I mean, and they obviously just uh they they released their logos and they released, you know, the names and whatnot and, and what this you know, what it's all gonna look like and, and what these pieces are gonna be. The great thing about it is somebody asked me that when does the season start? And it, it officially starts the Sunday right after the Super Bowl. So there literally is is no There's no break. It starts right after Super Bowl Sunday, so there's no Sunday without football. And it runs through March Madness and has the championship game in April. Uh, We know there's teams in Tampa Bay with the Vipers. Uh, Los Angeles has the Wildcats. I know you're out in California. Uh, Seattle has the Dragons not too far away. Houston Roughnecks, the D.C. Defenders, the Dallas Renegades, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the New York Guardians are all the teams inside of this, starting off with eight teams. You know, do you have excitement toward this, you know, feeling toward the XFL? I mean, they tried to do it once. Vince McMahon is behind it now, who did so much with the WWE. And so, you know, there's teams in in big cities. They're all over the place. Two of those cities aren't too far away from you. Just, you know, your overall thoughts on what the XFL could possibly be and, and, you know, kind of going on that, the opportunity for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a great opportunity for anybody who wants to play there. Um, I think, you know, they got to learn past mistakes from, you know, their first season back in 2003, Um, but they also got to learn from the the mistakes of the AAF those last year. Um, You know, they've got a lot of stuff going that's going the right way, Um, and they've kind of figured out, you know, what works, what doesn't work, Um, and one thing that they have that the AAF didn't have is the right financial backing. Um, You know, the owner of the WWE actually put in all of his money personally into it instead of relying on a bunch of different financial backers. Um, That way, they know three years. Um, And that, quite honestly, just makes it so much easier because we don't have to worry about, oh, what if somebody backs out and they pull out all their money? Players won't get paid. We can't pay for jerseys or the field time or the TV contracts or anything like that. Now they've actually got the backing where they can count on it for at least a couple years. Um, So I think it's going to be a great opportunity. Um, The only thing with that, though, is they've just got to make sure that it works because if it doesn't work, this is kind of the third strike for, for, you know, spring leagues or developmental teams. Um, And if this one doesn't work, I think it's going to be a long time before we see another one.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's the hard part. You brought up uh, three years and and cut out for a second there, just to go back to that, just what you could say about that, you know, kind of security of, like you said, making sure that people get paid.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, really one of the biggest things is that they've just got the backing to where they're able to consistently pay the players. They don't need to worry about a certain player or a certain uh, you know financial backer pulling their money. Um, that really kind of uh, it, it gives a certain level of trust, in my opinion. Um, and on top of that, you've know, we you got to make sure that this, this league's going to last. If it doesn't last, I think there's going to be a long time before we see another spring league or developmental league pop up um,
1: because it's kind of like the third strike. Speaking here with Cole Murphy, Syracuse Orange alum, a kicker for the Syracuse Orange in their history, and and obviously a, a professional kicker now. Uh, before we get into some things about the team this season in the 2019 season, what's coming up, Cole? Uh, I do kind of want to keep with what you were talking about. You said you spent some time in the AAF. That's something that you know had had folded, and you talk about the XFL, knowing that they have some financial backing and people can't you know, pull out that they're going to have what they need, at least for a little bit of time. What was your experience in the AAF like, as I know that they were obviously trying to get that going and rolling and find some consistency, and there was big-name coaches behind it. It, Just what your take was from being a part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed being there. Um, It was a league that had some hiccups, and, and, you know, it's it's expected. It's a first-year startup league, and, um, you know, during our training camp when we were in San Antonio – there were a lot of things that were kind of last minute where they'd say, Hey, you know, we're finishing practice. We got to go over to the convention center because we got to meet with the owner of the league. And I mean, that happened, I think probably three or four times. And, you know, obviously when we went there, they were trying to talk about the big things that were going to happen and they were being very positive and whatnot. But you can kind of tell, you know, it, it wasn't quite as organized as we thought it was going to be, but, you know, it's partially just because it's a new league. Um, you know, I think it was a great opportunity, and I'm really glad I was able to do it. Um, and I'm really thankful for Dave Bowler for giving me the opportunity to do it, too. Um, so I, I think it was a good experience. I just I think it was inevitable eventually that something was going to happen with that league just because everything was so last-minute and unplanned and people just weren't sure about it.
1: And for you, just what you can say about, you know, for the people that don't know, where you signed and, and where you played and then, you know, kind of directly maybe what that experience was like.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I was signed with the San Diego Fleet. Uh, it's about three hours south of L.A., so it was pretty close to home. Um, Dave Buller, who was our old third personnel guy at Syracuse, was the general manager there. And they were, their head coach was Mike Martz, uh, who I believe he was with the, the Rams when they won the Super Bowl about 20 years ago, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a great staff and it was a great team. Uh, and that was kind of the sad part was, you know, honestly, if we could have moved that entire San Diego Fleet team for the LA Wildcat, I think they would have been really successful. Um, but it's just, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And, you know, it was a great league, and it was a great team, but unfortunately it just didn't work out.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, to get that experience and be a part of it, you know, you've been out there and at least, you know, people get to continue to see you play and, and see what you've done and building to where you are right now. So, you know, as this comes about, I mean, it's, it's so hard. I've talked about it before. It's going to be a kicker in the NFL or a punter or a long snapper. I mean, when we look at some of these positions, guys, you know, if you do a good job as a kicker, then you just kind of last forever. You know, these are guys that might be there for 12 years, I mean, 15 years, 20, for goodness sakes. I mean, the Gary Andersons and the Morton Andersons and the Adam Vinatieri's and, and what he has been able to do and his longevity So the Nick Novak's who always kind of find their place somewhere in the league. So just, you know, what you can say about kind of cracking that and getting an opportunity there. I mean, there's kickers that have a ton of longevity and stick around forever, but with moving that extra point back, there's obviously been some misses and the percentages have gone down. So we have actually seen that kickers do lose their jobs more often than before, you know, maybe three, four, five a season might lose their job. Then there's some injuries. So just you know, how you navigate through the waters of the fact that more opportunities do open up than maybe they used to, but at the same time, it's it's a really tough job to get into when so many players have a chokehold on the team that they're on.
0: Exactly. You know, like like you just said, it's a lot easier to get your foot in the door now because of that. Um, Because of the longer PAT, you don't really get a warm-up shot. Um, But because of that, you know, there's a lot more rotation of jobs. And so it's, it's easier to get in, but it's harder to stay in. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting gig, you know, as a, as an NFL kicker, I mean, you go in and let's say you're, you're trying out against the veteran, right? You're going for a workout. You both go nine for 10. And what they're going to do probably about 90% of the time is they're going to go with the veteran because you have game experience. Um, and so that, that's one of the hard parts is, you know, you can't get a job without experience, but you can't get experience without a job. So it's, it's kind of this fight back and forth, and most of these guys that are able to come in right now, like Matt McCrain or St. Gonzalez or um, you know some of these newer guys, usually what they're doing is they're they're getting good preseason film, and then from there, that's kind of where they, they you know they usually get released by their team, and then from there, they kind of figure out, okay, well, if this guy messes up, we can call that team, and we can say, okay, you know, my guy did really well in the preseason. Let's see what he can do in the regular season, um, and so that's kind of where. Most of the time, these guys are kind of fitting in. Uh, Matt McCrain I think, is a great example. I mean, last year, it was his first year out, and he was with three different teams. He was with the Cardinals, the Raiders, and the Steelers. And, you know, he works his tail off, and you can tell he did really well in the preseason, and he he definitely earned those spots. Um, But not every guy is that fortunate, you know, in terms of their timing and getting in there so quick. So, you know, I just have to wait my time. And as long as I'm keeping my training up and I'm doing well and... I go out there and I continue to do as well as what I have been doing the last few combines and, and camps. Eventually I'm gonna find a job. But, you know, it's all about what are you doing for me right now. So I just gotta make sure once I get in the door, I gotta make sure I'm keeping up, I'm doing my job and
1: staying above eighty five percent. Yeah, absolutely. And and for you, speaking here with Cole Murphy, Syracuse Orange alum and former kicker on the team, to look at what they have right now as, as you continue your career and Obviously, blessings and and positive energy and prayers sent that way toward that. With the current Syracuse team, we have Andre Schmidt, and Andre Schmidt will actually be joining the show this week. He is the only kicker in Syracuse football history to win the Lugroza Award for the nation's top kicker, which is surprising because there's been so many great kickers that have come through the program. And and obviously in recent history, Cole, you've been a great asset to the team. Andre's been strong. You know, guys like Nate Trout and, and Gary Anderson and so on and so forth have been truly amazing inside of the grand scheme of things with Syracuse uh, as far as, as, you know, putting that ball through the upright. So what can you say about Andre Schmidt? I mean, he obviously has some time left here at Syracuse and went from a walk-on and, and came in and earned his starting job. And I remember last fall, everybody's like, who's this Andre Schmidt guy that's on the depth chart is number one. And Dino just kept talking about numbers. You know, we, we grade him, we go through the numbers. He had the best grade, so we're going to let him play. And then he ends up being the nation's top kicker. Just what your thoughts are about that.
0: Yeah, Andre's a fantastic kid, and he's a great talent. I mean, he's, he's a really, really good kicker. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. When I was a senior and he was a true freshman, you could see that there was something there, and you could see he was getting close to developing. It was just that he needed time to kind of marinate and learn for just a little bit longer. And he's one of those cases where, you know, kind of like, like Roberto Aguayo, where nobody knew who he was this true freshman year, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's, he's sat behind somebody and he learns for a full year and he developed his skills. And all of a sudden he comes out and he absolutely kills it. Um, I think he's just a fantastic kicker. And I, quite honestly, I think he could do it again. Uh, he could be, I believe, the second person to ever do it. The only other person to win it twice was Janikowski, I believe. Um, but I, I mean, I have all the faith in the world in the kid. Um, last year, you know, I tried to talk to him before and after every game just to, you know, just let him know that the alumni support him and that we've, we've got his back. Um, you know, Syracuse has had a great history of kickers. And he's definitely in line to keep that tradition up and quite honestly i mean he's got three more years i think he's going to do really really well and even when he's done i think he'll do a great job of teaching whoever's going to come
1: after him so you got to spend some time you know in the in the tutelage of andre schmidt you said you tried to talk to him as much as you possibly could you saw something in him what did you say to him what were the conversations like, you know, what can you share with us about, you know, veteran Syracuse kicker Cole Murphy speaking with the young gun Andre Schmidt before you left?
0: I, I think his biggest thing when he first got there was he was a little too uh, loosey-goosey. You know, he, he, when he swung, it was kind of all over the place, and he wasn't really quite dialed in. Um, and then when you go and you look at his game, film, I think, you know, it could just be one of those things where maybe he's just a gamer. He goes in there and all of a sudden he tenses up that extra five or 10 percent and it just it just makes him money um that was that was kind of the big thing the entire year i was with him was he was a little too uh relaxed and he wasn't quite getting the pop on the ball that he wanted because he was so relaxed but once he figured it out and he was able to kind of you know dial it in and hit that pure ball i mean there really weren't many guys in the country that could hit a better ball than him and you know case in point is is when we were at pittsburgh this last year. I mean, he hit a 54-yarder in one of the hardest stadiums in the NFL. And
1: it just goes to show he's got a tremendous level of talent. Yeah, and and as he moves forward, obviously, you know, hopefully more success as Syracuse's special teams unit getting a lot of publicity, which we obviously know, you know, special teams in general should have it and deserves it. There's three phases to the game, and we talk about two so much when the other phase, that special teams phase, is the one that declares a lot of things. Where does the other team start on the field? Where do you start on the field? Can you win a game from fifty-four yards away? You know, can you rely on that? I mean, and obviously with Sterling Hofrichter as as a tremendous punter for the team. And before that, you know, with guys like Rob Long and and so on and so forth, I mean there's been a, a lot of success in that respect as well in Syracuse's history. So, and then the returners like Nikeem Johnson and Sean Riley, a lot of positives to say about that. Cole, you, you've been connected to this team, so you know, you know, obviously, you know, some of those guys and in, in, in the Sean Riley's returning the ball and Nikeem Johnson's and whatnot. What can you say about Syracuse's special teams unit as a whole with a guy like Sterling Hoffrichter as your punter and, you know, your kickoff guy, and, and then having returners like Nikeem Johnson and Sean Riley that are, you know, both around 5'7", five, 5'8", five, really scrappy, really quick. Just what you think about the special teams unit this year for Syracuse? I, quite honestly, I feel like we have the best special teams unit in the country. I mean, we've got, like we said earlier, we got Andre Schmidt. We've got Sterling, who
0: consistently has been just one of the best punters in the country. His numbers have always been near the top, and he just consistently hits a great ball. Um, I, I really just I think that we could possibly have one of the best special teams units in the country. Um, if we're not the best, I could see us being top three. And, I mean, if they're above us, any team in the country, I think that they have to have a phenomenal, phenomenal group of specialists. Because what we've got historically and what we've got right now is just top of the line. It's really top
1: of the line. Yeah, and, and obviously some big words coming from you, and you know it's something that's been talked about uh, by others as well that Syracuse could have the best best special teams unit in the country this season. As we continue the conversation with Cole Murphy live from the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios here in on thirty one fifty Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Cole, before I let you go, uh, biggest positive on this year's team for Syracuse, and biggest question mark. What do you have for both of those? Biggest
0: positive, um, I've got to say, is the special teams unit. I mean, you know, i got to show our specialists some love. Um, we're coached by Justin Lustig, who, in my opinion, is he, – and he's one of my favorite coaches I've ever had um, because he's one of those guys that he, he loves to learn and he loves to show the energy that he knows what he's talking about and when he doesn't, he wants to learn. He's really eager. He's really just a great coach. Um, so on top of us having a great special teams unit, we're coached extremely well by Coach Babers and by Coach Lustig. Um Biggest question mark I'd have to say This one's a weird one Because it's a question mark But it's Got a pretty solid answer already Um, I think it's going to be The quarterback play Um, You know We had Eric for four years He did super well And The only thing we've really seen From Tommy is Maybe one full game When he went To Florida State And we went in against Notre Dame Um, But Having said that I think he's Shown that he's going to be A fantastic quarterback So I think it's the biggest question But I think we've got a
1: pretty good idea of what it's going to be without knowing, you know, going into game one. Yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, having somebody that has some experience out there and and has helped the team win some games is obviously a, a huge piece to what's going on here for, you know, the Syracuse Orange team. Yes, it's a new quarterback as a starter, but it's a guy who has been out there before. Which, which you know, provides some positives because it's not an officially shifting over to somebody who's had no experience in the ACC or in college football. Uh, and another piece of this before we let you go here, speaking with Cole Murphy, Syracuse football alum in our official week to kickoff, speaking with Syracuse football alumni, uh, alumni all week long here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We've had Rob Carpenter, we've had Uh, we've had this morning Eric Kroon, we've also had Darius Kelly, Cole Murphy's with us right now, Rob Long will be joining, as well as Zach Mahoney, Rob Conrad, Will Hunter, Danny Conley, all be joining us this week on Wake Up Call with Dan Titora as we do it truly differently here every single day that we are on the broadcast. So Cole, for you, when we look at the schedule, their first game is this Saturday, August 31st at Liberty. Then they'll be at Maryland from there, and then they have a three-game home stint. They'll be facing off against the likes of Clemson and then moving on to uh, Western Michigan at home and Holy Cross. They'll be at NC State and then be home against Pittsburgh at Florida State, home against Boston College at Duke at Louisville, and their final game of the regular season will be home against Wake Forest. What are your thoughts on overall you know, record this season? What's What's your take on how you think they'll finish? I think on the low end, I think they could go eight
0: and four. Um, I think on the high end, I would say 10 and two. Um, I think those are pretty, pretty accurate numbers. I think, you know, obviously Clemson, I think that they underestimated us a couple times. I think they're really going to want to come in and just show us, Hey, you know, we're the national champions for a reason. Um, so I think that game is going to be a really tough one to win. It's doable, but it's definitely going to be tough. Um, and, you know, throughout the season, I'll give maybe one one game where we just aren't on our A game. But other than that, I think we're very solid. And I think, I think this year's schedule is a little bit easier than last year's. And I think that we can definitely get to 10-2. and
1: two. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of positives here. I got them at eight wins looking at the fact that the offensive line has really shifted and, you know, everybody's playing a different position than they had been playing for the most part. As far as you know, the fact that Aaron Service told me that they had been moving all throughout the offensive line, that nobody really had a declared spot because they were trying to figure out who looked best where, and so you know, I think that that's something I'm gonna to look to is the offensive line and and guys stepping up, you know, on that depth chart, you know, guys that we haven't seen a ton of like Dakota Davis at right guard or Carlos Vettorello at right tackle, uh, Sam Heckles back at center, Evan Adams who spent a lot of time at right guard is now the left guard. Aaron Service, who came into camp as the center, is now the left tackle, so I'll be paying attention to that and, and obviously to Tommy DeVito and then on the defensive side to that linebacker core that's lost a, a lot of their leadership over the past couple seasons and now it's time for guys like a uh, senior Andrew Armstrong and LaKeem Williams who transferred over to really show what they could do and Trill Williams is, you know, playing that nickel and obviously roving around and whatnot. So that's going to be an important piece of it as well as he had a lot of success as a true freshman. So I'll be watching that. But, you know, the special teams unit's been there. The running backs may be deeper than they've been in a very long time. The wide receivers are young and fast. So there's a lot of positives to look to. The defensive line is strong. The, The safeties in the corners had success last year. So, you know, I, I really feel like if this team comes back and, and does well what they were doing well, and then we can see Tommy DeVito, you know, flourish and really come out firing on day zero, and, and then from there, you know, see this offensive line really step up their game and, and you know, show what they can do, and then the linebacker core, then I think that this team, you know, sky's the limit. I got him at eight wins because there are some question marks. But from there, you know, I do think that they could get more depending on how they face off, you know, at Liberty and at Maryland if they come home 2-0 and they feel good and they got Clemson. And the last time they had Clemson inside of the Dome, they went, you know, they went and defeated the, the reigning national champion. And now here's Clemson again, the reigning national champion, and they're coming back to the Dome. So, you know, I think that it's, you know, Syracuse definitely has uh, an opportunity to really be something even more special than last year this year but you got to focus. You got to take it game by game. Any words of advice to this team as we close here, Cole? They are now ranked in the top 25 preseason in the AP and the coaches poll. That hasn't happened in forever. They're picked to finish second behind Clemson in the Atlantic division, which is exactly where I picked them when we voted as members of the ACC media. So the majority of the media agreed with me that they should be second and they're ranked in the top 25 in the preseason. They're going in with hype. They're going in with the nation looking at them. They're going in with some respect. They're going in with an improved kind of, uh, in, the, in the eyes of some people that maybe overlook them, those people are now paying attention. Words of advice to a team that snuck up on people last year and was expected to do nothing, now being a team where so many people are zeroing in and focused and, and have given them some respect. The biggest thing I could tell him is to
0: just ignore all the crowd noise, ignore every little bit. It doesn't matter what you're ranked. It doesn't matter what the other team is ranked. It doesn't matter if you win or lose um, in, in the public's eye. You know, here's the thing: if you lose a game, suddenly all the hype goes away. And if you acknowledge that, then you're going to have a harder time. If you if you stay on track and you focus on your own team and not what everybody else says, they're going to do well. they're going to do really really well. Um, but if they you know, start to listen to all the hype, they start to listen to, you know, every little voice that gives an opinion, they're going to start to waver. So I think they just need to stay on track and not
1: not look anywhere except right straight ahead of whatever game they're going to play that week. Yeah, and that's great advice, to never look ahead and just focus on the task at hand. And obviously, everybody wants to talk about Clemson, but the task at hand right now is Liberty, and that game is on the road. So with that being said, Cole, you know, I want to thank you for, being a part of the show i think it's uh, tremendous that you're that you're working with john carney who spent over 20 years in the nfl as a kicker spent a lot of time with san, with the san diego chargers and uh, obviously uh, a bunch of time where a lot of people remember him with the new orleans saints so obviously god bless with everything going on with that and you know and and, and i hopeful that we'll see you sign with somebody and get an opportunity and you know, no matter what, you can always uh, know that you have a post here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And on the air, off the air, you've been you've been a, a great person toward me. So I just want to establish my gratitude for that and thank you for that and, and send you my best as you continue to embark on this career that you have. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Man. I really appreciate this. And uh, always love talking with you, man. Well, I'm hoping for big news and, and big things and everything to work out all right. And, and it's right back at you. I love speaking with you as well and just very proud of of the fact that I was born and raised in this city and so many good people have come here and been a part of this program that I've gotten to meet. And you've put on Orange, which, you know, obviously on the football team, but for somebody who was born and raised in Syracuse, it's it's very heartwarming to keep in touch with people that came through this city and did right by the city. So thank you for that. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much.